Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with Janelle and Leslie. I'm Janelle Cameron. Hi there, I'm Leslie Pearson. And today we're talking all about conditions. Welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team, the podcast that helps make your real estate dreams a reality. The Janelle Cameron team is your expert source for all things real estate in the greater Toronto area. Whether you're considering a renovation to improve your return on investment, looking at homes for the very first time, or even considering becoming an agent yourself, we've got you covered. Hey everybody, how you doing? Hope you had a great week and welcome back. Uh, we're talking about conditions today, Leslie. Mm-hmm. I think it's good as we're at, what are we at? August 16th, heading into a, what we anticipate to be a busy fall market. So it's a good idea to uh, educate or refresh people on what what that means. What that means, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, I'm glad you didn't ask me. So Leslie, how was your last week? You always start every How podcast. was your last no. week, Leslie? No, don't do that. Oh, come on, why not? <laughs> People will care. They want to I know. have to admit, I'm uh, getting busy with real estate for the fall market. People are not uh, listing now, but getting... Uh, busy talking about it and prepared to list or buy in the fall. But the best part of my my weekend is I spent some time exploring a part of the province that I didn't really know that well. So I have to say it's not real estate related, but I went... But tell uh, us about it. I went to uh, Georgian Bay out of Honey Harbor and I am... Beyond Smitten. Wow. Yeah. My new favorite place in Ontario. Now, do you think that would be a good place for a person to purchase... Uh, yeah, I think it's a cottage up. property. Do we yeah. have any idea what the prices are? I don't know. I'd there? have to look it up, mm-hmm. but I think it's probably already out of reach of most people. Mm-hmm. And it's largely island-based cottaging, mm-hmm. and so that rules out many people. But uh, man, did I have a nice weekend! Awesome. How about you? Yeah, very good. It was um, filled with stuff. You know? Yeah, <laughs> um, that's what happened. Yeah, busy with real estate too. So I, good. yeah, we've got. You know, we have a ton of product coming on the market in September. Yeah. So, and if we do, I think there's a ton of agents also having a ton of. So it's going to be so. busy. Yeah, I think it's going to be busy. So mm-hmm. that's great. I um, I've got a few straggler listings left. Um, I think there's some some stuff that's left over. So for people right now that are interested in buying something, like scoop up what's on the market right Mm -hmm. now. I would be doing that Mm -hmm. definitely because September comes along, it's going to be crazy. Mm -hmm. And um, at least for now, you know, there's some, there's some stuff. Yeah. Straggling around. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So I thought we'd have a good conversation about conditions today because um, conditions in your offer is something that you can sometimes do and sometimes not do depending on market conditions. Um, And we thought we would go over kind of what types of conditions you'd be looking at, how to avoid putting conditions in your offer. Yeah. Um, I've had had a a purchase last week with a woman who uh, bought a property in Oshawa, multiple offers. She knew that she was not going to be able to put conditions in the offer. Um, but of course her mortgage broker was encouraging her to have a financing condition. And so it just made me realize that there's still a lot of confusion about what's happening. Mm-hmm. So, oh, okay. Good okay. idea. So to start, why yes. don't we, is it Explain. valuable to backtrack a bit? Because people talk about there's clauses and there's conditions. Yes. And to start with, I don't think people understand the difference. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, go for it. So a clause is, I mean, and correct me or 
if I say something you don't agree with or if I don't quite get the message right, but a clause is kind of just a statement of fact. A term in the contract to the sale that just must be taken care of um, by closing. So it's just things like, and so it's not um, the deal, the transaction does not depend on it. It's just a statement of fact related to things like as basic as, you know, a number of visits the buyer can do to the property before closing. So you can see that the deal is not going to fall through, you know, based on that or that they'll leave it clean and remove all their current owners or remove all their possessions. So these aren't what we'll talk about in terms of conditions. Um, these aren't items that the sale is conditional on. They're just kind of statement of fact. Those are clauses. Yeah. Conditions, on the other hand, are issues that must be uh, fulfilled or waived, in other words, dealt with, in order for the deal, the transaction, the contract to close. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. right? And then how we do it normally is that it's a condition of sale. So it'll be for a period of time. So the buyer says, if all of my terms are fulfilled with respect to this condition, then I'll proceed and make it a firm sale. Right. But if not, then I won't. Right. And so it's, you know, largely up to the buyer, of course. Uh, Most conditions are for the buyer's sake. There is the odd one that's for the seller, but most are for the buyer to decide whether they want to move forward. And so... um, they range from, uh, well, let's talk about the most popular ones, really, yeah. like financing conditions. So right. the buyer making sure that they have approval to get the mortgage. There is a home inspection condition, which is very popular, of course. People say that if the uh, inspection meets their needs, they will proceed, and if not, they won't. Uh, there are sometimes uh, lawyer conditions where the lawyer must review the documents and agree to them before moving forward. Um, in the condo market, there is a condition on a review of the status certificate, which is the condominium documents, and that's um, that's an important one. And that is a condition that would be in every pretty much every condo offer for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's can be some weird ones sometimes. Yeah, there are some that are kind of geography specific. You know, outside the GTA, you get things about, you know, like septics and, and wells and, and yeah, and water. We don't that we don't have in the GTA, but you know, in some markets, you see you know conditional on sale of the buyer's property mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But in a hot market, you don't see that much. Um, yeah, they, you know, some are unique. Um, some are conditional. Um, yeah, so there are a lot. Now, um, as you say, conditions have a time period to mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And if the terms of that condition are not, don't meet the um, expectations or, or satisfaction of the buyers, then they can back out. And mm-hmm. the wording that's used is that the offer is null and vo- void and the buyers get their deposit that mm-hmm. they would have paid upon acceptance of their offer. They get that back. Yeah. So let's give a little scenario. Let's mm-hmm. say um, it's a market that's not particularly heated. I'm putting an offer in on a home, and I'm the only offer. 
and I let's say the home is listed for eight ninety nine. I put an offer in for eight ninety, and my sale is conditional upon both home inspection for five days and for financing for five days. So what that means is that if the offer is accepted, in this case, let's say it is. I now have five business days to get my lender to say, yes, you have a mortgage approval and you're good to go. Or, and or for me to get the inspector to come in, inspect the property, and for that inspector to give me a report that I consider to be satisfactory in right. my sole and absolute discretion. Right. So that means you don't have to give any information or any reason in that home inspection report for your lack of, sat- lack of sac- satisfaction. Yes. You don't have to explain yourself in other ways. No. In other words. Now, some people will use this as a way out. Yeah. I mean, there is that for sure. So a lot of buyers n- know what this means and, you know, will back out or will add a condition and that know that they can use that time because they don't have to give evidence of why they're backing mm-hmm. out um, to back out. And I, I have such a problem with that. Yeah, and it's that's... Al- it's obviously unethical. Yeah, don't do that, people. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, one of the things we educate our buyers on, and I'm sure most good agents do, is that um, if your intention is to not go through with the yeah. sale and you're looking already for some sort of a way out of the sale... Uh, you know, don't proceed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let's say for argument's sake, in my scenario, everything's fine. So in a soft market. Yeah, and I put the offer in and they're conditional on these two things. Yeah. And the home inspection looks pretty good. Uh, But then my lender says, I'm sorry, you can't get that financing. What are my options? Well. Yeah, I can basically back out altogether. Yeah. Or I can try to renegotiate. So the same thing with the home inspection. Yeah. If the home inspection comes back... I didn't back, know you were thinking... Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and there's some sort of major deficiency with the property. Um, I can try to negotiate that and say, you know, listen, uh, the home inspection says that, you know, the house is falling down and it's, it, you know, it's not going to stand for much longer and there's a major structural deficiency. Uh, you know, I'd like to have a reduction. Yeah, there are two options there. One is a reduction, and so that, that, that's a reduction in the sale price, or having um, the seller remedy it, and I hate that. I would yeah. never do that. I yeah. would go for the reduction over or anything. Right. Mm-hmm. And you can ask and try to renegotiate, and the seller can say no, or they can mm-hmm. say yes. And, and and then you have the choice of how to proceed. Do yeah. you back out or not? You can back out. Mm-hmm. Now, if I choose to back out, um, I will get my deposit back in full, no problem. Uh, that'll take a couple of days probably by the time we do what's called a mutual release and we get the deposit back. Um, and everything is fine. I get the money back. I go away. You know, they try to resell it and everything is done. What happens uh, if it's something like a status certificate mm-hmm. for the condo and the lawyer, it's taking too long? Um, We have another option where we can try to extend the amount of time the condition has. Yeah. That's true of any condition. Any condition. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that that is, you know, if the banks are are behind, maybe your financing condition is taking too long. Mm -hmm. 
You can also try to extend the condition. Yeah, if through no fault of your own, things aren't going in the time period you have in your agreement. You know, no um, motivated buyer and seller who have already come to agreement is not going to be reasonable, unreasonable yeah, about that. That's right. Mm-hmm. So that's an option too. Um, well, in your, uh, you gave an example to start this of uh, what would you do. So what would you do then if your finance condition, you got the go ahead, you're happy with what uh, your inspector has told you, but your bank has said no. Mm-hmm. What do you do then? You know, I think there's a couple of things. You've got, it depends why the bank said no. If the bank has said no because they've done an appraisal and the mm-hmm. appraisal has not come in at the amount that I've paid, then I can go back to the seller and say, look, I, you know, I've offered you eight ninety, but the bank says it's only worth eight fifty. So are you willing to sell it to me for eight fifty or not? Have you ever done that? Yeah, I have I've done never it. done that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never had that happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've had it happen um, in softer markets. Right. Because generally, if the so the bank always wants they're they're essentially approving you and the property you intend to buy, mm-hmm. uh, and so they send an appraiser to the property and. Uh, give the bank their report, which says this property is worth X. And if there's a gap between what you paid and that X, you're responsible for covering Mm -hmm. it outside of the Mm -hmm. the mortgage. So yeah, yeah. so the first attempt would be to try and get them to reduce the price to the bank's appraisal. Because in reality, if if the seller does not accept that reduction, they're probably going to have a hard time selling it for that amount. Right. Because any bank is likely to appraise. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they know that. And that's Mm -hmm. unfortunate for Mm -hmm. them. Uh, That doesn't happen too often, but Mm -hmm. certainly, you know, we see sometimes this happen when the market is really inflated Mm -hmm. and people are paying more than they should. The appraisal sometimes does not match, you know, what the purchaser has paid. That's up to the agent, though, to make sure that that doesn't happen, and that's right. sort of another story. Right. But um, so that would be option number one, and option that would be if if that's right, why if my bank said yeah. no. Mm-hmm. If the bank said no because I just can't afford that, you know, then we've got a problem. How much can I afford? I, can I afford eight forty or you know eight forty five? And it's just a matter of a few thousand dollars. Then maybe I can try to negotiate that. Yeah. But if the yeah. bank has said like you're out, you're out of your mind, all the best you can do is seven hundred, then I have to back out of the deal and get my deposit back. Yeah, right, right. And, and that, certainly, we've I'm sure we've both had that. Yeah, yeah. and what I have um, more than that is. Um, so we're talking about kind of softer markets and maybe you meant to transition to hot markets later. So I could leave it for then. But generally, while we're on the topic of financing. Um, you know, so many times, I would say most often, um, the buyer will come to me and say, well, my bank says I have to have, um, I have to have a, a condition on financing no matter what. Yeah. Um, and we, you and I know, that's not going to get them the property. Yeah. So yeah, what do you do then? Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that. I think in terms of um, hotter markets, we've got problems. Yeah. If you are in competition with other people and you're putting an offer in on an offer date and there are multiple offers, it's very difficult for you to have any kind of condition in your offer. Mm-hmm. If you do, the chances of you getting that property are very small, and that's just right. The because if you think of it from a seller's pers- well, from every perspective, a conditional sale is actually not a sale. No, because the buyer can get out of the deal. That's um, right. And so, 
um, if you want, if you're a seller and you want to have sold your house, you don't want any, you don't want any conditions because right. otherwise, you know, it's you not know. written in stone that your house is sold. Yeah. Yeah. So when we talk about that and we look at things like, um, financing is probably the first best, best place to start mm-hmm. for that. Um, you know, every bank in the world wants you to get, have a financing condition right. so that they can approve you. Right. Because they don't want to be on the hook. No, it's an abundance of caution. Yes. But But. what I tell all of my buyers, and I'm sure you do the same, is that if you are planning to put an offer in, you need to know, like with as much certainty as you can know. I I promise you I'm not going to let you overpay for something that won't appraise. I can promise Mm -hmm. you that. Mm -hmm. But what you need to know is that what your top line is. And I think that's a bit of a relationship that the agent buying agent has to have with the lender too Mm -hmm. so i will often reach out to the Mm -hmm. my buyer's lender and say like we need to have a real hard conversation about this no matter what you're telling my buyer they're not going to be able to put a financing condition and they know that they know that they know that but they still request it but they still request Mm -hmm. it and Mm -hmm. so you know so not doing it despite your lender's advice can be a bit of a risk. It is. Yeah. It is absolutely a you know, risk. You could find out after the fact. You know, the lender told you to put this in, you didn't, and the lender has not going, is not going to agree to what you've done. That's right. So it, so that relationship between real estate agent and lender, or not relationship, but at least a conversation yeah, is important, but it, it is. still isn't foolproof. No, it's not foolproof. It's but a bit of a leap of faith. Yes, this whole th- mm. house buying is a leap of faith. Yeah. You know, there you know, and that's, a, I think, a good point is, is, and we'll talk about that when it comes to home inspections, but there are no guarantees when you buy a house. It is very much buyer beware. Right. So if you have buyers coming to you saying that, my bank says I have to have a finance yeah. condition, do you, so you've you've talked with the bank and they still insist we want them to have a finance condition. Do yeah. you you'd say we, there's no way to get this place, otherwise we got to go without it? Absolutely. And so I would steer those people to a different... Right type of product. Right. So, you know, maybe something, if we can find something that's been sitting on the market for longer than, you know, a week that didn't sell on an offer day, um, that's where you got to be. Yeah. You've got to be putting an offer on a property that has not, that does not have an offer date and is not going into multiples. Right. I agree. Um, because I'm not as comfortable as you are countering the professional um, expertise, advice a buyer gets from either their lender or their lo- lawyer, you know, anybody like that. Um, so rather than, you know, pushing for them to offer on a place without a finance condition, despite their lender's advice, I will do that. Yeah. Steer them to yeah. something where we could get away with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think you've got to be, you know, by again, I, Buyer beware, right? It's your responsibility as the buyer, not mine. I can only guide you to what you need to do, right? So my philosophy is very much, you need to get my advice, advice from your lender, and advice from your lawyer. And then you make an informed decision. That's Mm -hmm. your job, Mm -hmm. right? Because I can only guide you in the the best way that Mm -hmm. I can. And I'm telling you, if you want this property... You cannot put a financing condition right. in, period. And that's our and job. If, to and if you want to mm-hmm. move forward with it, mm-hmm. you know, that's your responsibility. And if you don't, that's your responsibility. But I will not contribute to raising the price of a property by putting in an offer mm-hmm. 
that you cannot win. Mm-hmm. I won't do that. That's mm-hmm. what I won't do. Mm-hmm. Because the more offers that go in on a property, the higher the price is going to go. Yeah. And if there are already 10 offers and you think, well, let's give it a try with a home a home inspection or a financing condition, you're not getting it, but I've just contributed to the problem. And yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, then you have to revisit. You either buy yeah. at a time, you either, number one, take a chance, or number two, buy at a time when the market is slower, wait till mm-hmm. August or December, or, you know, try to find that yeah. that diamond in the rough, right? Yeah. That that has. I think it's it's become so much of an issue that I now that they've developed uh, some kind of paper trail that I have now used actually in a couple cases where um, the buyer has, you know, informed themselves and made this decision that I may feel um, uncomfortable with. And anyway, so that I get them to sign off that despite my advice, they are not doing a home inspection, for example, or not having a finance condition. I do get them to sign that now mm. if they're going without it. But that's yeah, just because there's, I think, increasing problems. Well, like a, a litigation issue, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, you know, you, unfortunately... Sometimes I know, like, people, I just shake my head about the decisions right. some people are making, and I just know, right. I just worry about it. But You know, but I have a different perspective of that, too. Mm-hmm. I think of home inspections, I right. think. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, so let's talk about home inspections, mm-hmm. because that's, that's the one that's been in the news a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, people talking about oh my God, I didn't get a home inspection and I moved in and the yeah. house had a flood. And You've all seen that headline recently. There's, yeah. yeah. Um, and so home inspections are, are tricky. And I think you have to be, number one, aware that whether you do one or the seller's agent does a home inspection, the home inspector is not Superman. They do not have x-ray vision. They do not know how to see through walls. No, they can only comment on what they can, they can see. Only comment on what they can see. They're and not so, going to like drill holes in the walls. That's or. right. So a lot of you can see the same thing they can see. Um, they may be able to see a little bit extra, but they certainly, these stories that I hear about, like that one that was in the news about the people moving in and there being a problem with the septic tank. Well, no inspector was draining and reviewing the septic tank. I mean, they just can't do that. That's just not possible. So whether they had a home inspection or not would have been of zero consequence to what happened to them because home ownership is a risk. There are always going to be, almost every home I've purchased, something has happened within the first month. Some major catastrophe. Oh, yeah. No, without fail, you buy and then the furnace dies. It's Absolutely. Just, it's a given. Flood happens mm-hmm. or yeah. your roof leaks or yeah. this, this, is, this is home ownership. And if yeah. you are not prepared to deal with the fallout of home ownership, you should be buying a condo. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, there are roofs, there are furnaces, there are air conditioners, there are floods. Yeah. And it happens all the time. Yeah. So then, uh, so a couple of issues related to home inspections specifically. What do you feel about um, the difference or the importance of conducting your own home inspection as a buyer or relying on the seller's home inspection? Yeah, so let's just backpedal a little bit there to explain that. Um, These days, if a house goes on the market and it is likely to sell in multiple offers, if it's in the chan- a city of Toronto, chances are very high that the seller will have already done a pre-home inspection that you can take a look at before you put in an offer as a buyer. And that is an, a fabulous thing because, mm-hmm. number one, you get to save the money. You don't have to do it yourself. And number two, you get to really take your time and review it, 
right? And decide, maybe go back in again after you've seen the home inspection and decide whether you want to move forward with an offer. It also helps you kind of determine the price that you want to pay. The concern with that option is some people have said over the years that they are worried that the seller's home inspection is biased in some way. Mm -hmm. And I'm here to tell you that's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. The home inspector hired by the seller is not going to risk being sued by Mm -hmm. you because they have put the seller's interest ahead of yours as a buyer. That is just not how it works. Mm -hmm. Home inspectors... By and large, there's always the odd exception, but by and large are professional people who are, you know, there to work for whoever has hired them, Mm -hmm. but to be honest and transparent and they follow a very strict code of ethics. So if their home inspection is rated above average, Mm -hmm. then it's above average in Mm -hmm. their opinion. Mm -hmm. And you should not be concerned that there is some dishonesty going on. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no, I agree. Um, And that's the first option. So, you know, if you're lucky enough to have a pre-list home inspection done by the seller, that's easy. See, and uh, when I work with sellers in most circumstances, even if it isn't a crazy hot market or unique property where we're going to pursue the strategy of an offer date, I like to do a pre-listing home inspection anyway, so that, just for the sake of knowledge, so that it helps us determine our asking price, the value of the house, if anything pops up. But it also, I think, gives great, I've I've had experience where it's given great negotiating power to the sellers, Mm -hmm. because people have come in and said, you know, there's asbestos throughout, and we're going, yes, we knew that. It's in the home inspection report, and that's why it's priced the way it is. No, we're not right. low-balling. Yeah. That's right. So I do it. I tend to do it, hot market or not. Hot market or not. Now, um, that's in the neighborhoods where I have worked. I do know that as the Durham market has exploded in the last 18 months, um, it's not as commonly done out there. Hardly and there are reasons for that. And so if I had a listing out there, I might think twice about it but I in, in I Toronto the, I, I think the reason is they just haven't caught up like I would never I wouldn't list anything anywhere I and hear expect. things like uh, because the houses are newer so there's not going to be like a but legacy even the older issues. houses they don't do yeah. it so I would do it for yeah, every okay. listing too mm-hmm. um, but we're not finding that out there not in Durham mm-hmm. yeah and then Halton and Peel I'd say maybe like 50 50 mm-hmm. so you know you've got to be aware of that mm-hmm. So first question to ask, if you're in Toronto, you can almost assume they're going to have one. If they don't have one in Toronto, I would be very suspicious of yeah. what's going on. In Durham, if you know if they have one, I'm like, great agent, good job. Yeah. Yeah. Way to go being in 2021. Yeah. Um, if they don't have one, now you have a decision to make, right? So now you know there's going to be multiple offers. Do you want to do a pr- your own inspection? in advance of the offer day or are you trying to put a condition of a home inspection in your offer and so those are your options if you want to do a condition we've already talked about that it's the same kind of thing with financing chances are likely in multiple offers you're not going to get the property right if you want if you are insistent on having a home inspection done and you can't do it, you understand that you cannot put a condition in, the best thing for you to do is to do one in advance of the offer date. Right, but there are a few issues with that. There are. Number one is, like, how many times can you be doing that at five to $600 a pop? Yeah. Um, and secondly, I think uh, COVID has put some obstacles in uh, in way in doing that. In, yeah. Because uh, visitation 
hours and times are so restricted that you often can't get access to a property for the amount of time it takes that's to right. do one. So that's that's a yeah. that's a COVID pro- problem we found. That's right. And I have not I haven't come across that yet, but I mm, feel I've like heard of it. Yeah, and I feel like if I called the agent and said my client wants to do a home inspection and they decline me, that would be a RICO cause. I think that I would have to have allowable time to go in and do that because you have not provided one. Right. And I want yeah. to give my client the yeah. best opportunity. There's an identifiable potential problem, and you have not helped to alleviate it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I think that that would be against the rules, mm-hmm. and they would have to find time. Mm-hmm. So I think that's how I would tackle it. But Yeah, the, because there's something in the standard agreement, isn't there, yes. that the buyer has to have been given the opportunity to fully inspect the property. Yes, Something. although that's up for interpretation because yeah. I think inspection means you've seen Different it. Different things, yeah. You've seen it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think for most people, that's that's if you really want to do an inspection, that's what you have to do. And mm-hmm. maybe you only do that once or twice yeah. on properties because it's very expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be fair, sometimes I find a buyer will do it once, understand what they're looking for, mm-hmm. and try to you know, bring in their uncle Pete who Who, like knows something about Mm -hmm. properties for the next time they Mm -hmm. offer on a house Mm -hmm. and can kind of look at the wiring and different things like that. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that can get quite expensive. Now, it's a tough one, right? Because there's this real legal obligation for us as realtors to be pushing people to do inspections. Yes. But the reality is, in my own personal opinion, that most of most homes probably don't really need one. Now, I shouldn't say that really, but it's the truth. Um, from my own perspective, I can probably get the answers I need from the agent without having to do an actual inspection. And I think for me, a lot of the issues are, you know, I know how old the furnace is, the air conditioner, the roof, and the windows, right? I know the seller has disclosed they have not ever had a flood and blah, blah, blah. So there's no guarantee, even if I do an inspection, that any of those obvious things obvious things won't fail anyway, right? And so then what happens, mm-hmm. right? So Yeah. And I think part of owning property is knowing that you are going to need to replace the roof, the furnace, the air conditioner, and the windows. Maybe it's not next year, but if it's not next year, then it's going to be 10 years from now. So I kind of feel like it's all a cycle of yeah, of and, maintenance. And, and change your mindset to understand that, you know, you're going to have to allocate some money every year to do something. So you're saying, why... Why the necessity for a home inspection right. if you make if you go in fully aware of that? And I think, what do they say? You should spend 1% of the value of your house on home maintenance? On home maintenance. Yeah. And I think that's, that's yeah. a fair... Yeah. The problem is if it's a really old home yeah. or there's something... You know, there are some homes I walk into and I think, this doesn't look so good. Like, mm-hmm. I don't can't see anything obvious, but it's scary, you know? Yeah. And, and you and, think, you know, even those houses, sometimes there's great reason to buy them. Yeah, absolutely. But, but you, if you have a get a spidey sense, you know, you got to talk about it. But, uh, right. you know, and for some buyers, that might be okay. Yeah. But yeah, you have to have a real understanding, I think, of what these things cost, too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because the other thing about a home inspection is a lot of times people read these home inspections and panic. Mm-hmm. Because there will be a list of deficiencies in every single home yeah. as long as you're armed. Yeah. And people panic. Yeah. But that's, every house has them, right? Yeah. Um, and it may be a ton of 
$10 items. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, and maybe the wiring should have an electrician come in to take a look. But it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with the right. wiring. It just right. means it may not be perfect. Yeah. And that is more of an implication for, like, maybe first-time home buyers. I've, in my experience, they're the ones who get panicked by that. But right. seasoned buyers will look at that, and they just flip the pages. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. after you've owned property mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, that's kind of the thing about home inspections. And you also have to, the way some home inspectors word some things, it, like, it in, uh, exaggerates oh, yes. so much. Yeah. But, you know, they're, they're only doing what they have to do. Yeah. But, um, but some of them are worse than others, yeah. and I think that's you why. You get to know. You get yeah. to know the inspectors and. The companies. The companies and how they approach what they write down. Yes. And sometimes it's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They always say that. That's in every one of their inspections. Exactly. Parts. And sometimes they, you know, they walk through with this air of like, ooh, caution and panic. And I think, oh, God, this, this he's one of those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that doesn't help. So mm-hmm. having a good home inspector who can really explain things without panicking you is very important. Mm-hmm. Mostly, um, I get a lot of questions from buyers asking if I recommend someone or how do I get someone. And I think in most cases, your real estate agent will be the one who refers you to somebody. Yeah. And largely people that we've worked with that we yeah. that we trust. And you would look, yeah, so you would look for someone who you've worked with and trust, someone who has some maybe local experience, mm-hmm. although I'm less and less thinking that's important. Yeah, if you know a house, you know a house. Yeah. Um, uh, and when I look at pre-listing home inspections that have been done by the seller, I take into account who did it and yeah. what company. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I know if it's, you know, a certain maybe up to 10 guys I know, I'm going like, we can trust this 100%. Exactly. Because this is who I would call. That's right. If they hadn't used this person. That's right. I'd be calling the same person. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, although I've historically used someone who nobody knows. Um, he's sort of a local person in Durham, but I've used him oh. for all kinds of, for my whole career, I've used him and I, people, other agents will ask me, well, I don't know this guy. And that's been a bit of a sticky point, but mm-hmm. he, you know, I think that, um, that name recognition only matters if he's doing a home pre-listing home inspection. Yes. That's yeah. yeah that's mm-hmm. kind of what I mean. Yeah. I think that that, because I do think buyers agents look at that. Yeah. 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 So I can see why people would go, Hmm. Yeah. But I know it's all part of the thing. Yeah. yeah. So in a soft uh, market, you have the possibility of a bit more freedom and flexibility in terms mm-hmm. of your conditions. Certainly in a hot market, like you don't. Mm-hmm. You got to think of ways to satisfy yourself around it so that you still have the possibility of or being successful else. or buying something else. Because yeah. there are homes that, yeah. there are always homes that aren't as hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not not a ton of them, but mm-hmm. there's, they're mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and then the other big one we talked about, of course, was status certificate. That's for all of our condo buyers, people who need to have a status certificate. That's important. Uh, and again, most condos that we sell are in the city, and most agents will provide the status in advance. And the status will will talk about all the financials of the condo, uh, you know, whether or not there are any special assessments planned or what the maintenance fee structure is going to look like, how much is in the reserve fund, that kind of thing. And your lawyer should review that mm-hmm. before putting an offer in on a condo. And that's maybe a little more important, maybe especially in a building you don't know, because sometimes there are condos out there that the lenders don't want to touch, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there's problems with the with the reserve fund, so having a status reviewed by someone I think is more important than 
other things. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I, I agree completely. Yeah. And, um, you know, y- you're right. Usually the listing agent already has it, or at least it'll say on the list uh, the listing that it's been ordered. Yeah. And I think by law, they have to be given 10 business days to get it to yeah. you. Um, so having ordered it at a minimum, you, you know, you know, you know, it's coming. Yeah. Um, and that's important if you're mm-hmm. the, li- if you're listing a property, making sure that you get on that fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now the other kind of key thing about that is that if you're using a reputable lawyer who deals a lot with condos, they may already know right, that the building. building. Yeah. And so if you can't get a home, if you can't get a status certificate in time for your, uh, multiple offer offer that you're going to be putting in, um, you know, it's worthwhile asking your lawyer, have like you done it, any work yeah. in 10 Young Street? Right. You know, so all you're going to be missing on that is the individual units, you know, financials, you know, if they're up to date, on right, the finances which stuff, is, but, but other minor. than that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've um, never had to do that. I've done it a few times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I have done it a few mm-hmm. times. And you know, we often do deals in the same building. So I know, yeah. you know, that building has been good. reviewed yeah. by, yeah, yeah, by this, by yeah. uh, lawyers many times. Yeah. So now bridging the gap between the last two topics, what I'm hearing of more and more is buyers of condos, in addition to the status uh, condition, want to add a home inspection condition. Right. So what do you think about that, Janelle? Well, I think in an actual condo, that's just silly. Because right. the only thing you're inspecting are the appliances. Everything else belongs to the building. Right. So what are you like? What are you looking at? The windows? Right. So no, no, no. So what you're that's you're exactly right. Yeah. All that a home inspection of a condo can do is look at. I mean, as we said before, they can only comment on what they can see. Yeah. So it's appliances. Yeah. I mean, to some extent, if you're concerned about Kitech plumbing, Kitech plumbing, but but that would be, be disclosed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I say to everybody. There's yeah. no point in doing a home inspection just to find that out. Right. It's going to be there. It's absolutely asinine. So I'm not really sure why people do that. I think maybe sometimes in a condo townhouse, Mm -hmm. there could be a bit of crossover. But even at that, Mm -hmm. I think the status is really what I don't know if it's just the buyers have heard home inspection, home inspection, home inspection, and they just don't distinguish Mm -hmm. between condos and houses. I don't know. But, you know, you hear that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's... uh, yeah, it makes no sense at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, but whatever, mm-hmm. all the power to you. But yeah, I get the odd one <laughs> yeah. every once in a while. Yeah. I'm like, and it's you know, we're on like the thirtieth floor of a of a high rise. It's like, what what exactly do you think your inspector is going to be inspecting? Yeah, I just had this recently in a buyer on a listing I had in the buyer's agent. Then I said to him, well, "What what do you what do you want to inspect? I'm confused." Well, she wants to do. She just kept saying she just wants to do an inspection. I'm like, but on what? Mm-hmm. Like the appliances, which are clearly all brand new. I just told you they're a year old. So what? Well, you know, she just wants to have somebody go through and look at the place. I'm like, but for what? Like, I just couldn't wrap my head around it. Um, and they never did it. Actually, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, they never did one. Weird. Just mm-hmm. kind of weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not mm-hmm. sure, but I think you're right. Mm-hmm. It's just a bit of paranoia. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that's, again, your one of the things you can do as a buyer is go in and on one of your um, trips to see the properties, turn on the appliances, run the water, you know, make sure everything mm-hmm. works to your satisfaction. And also, you know, we put a clause in most of us in our offer that is a representation and warranty clause that says all the appliances are going to work when you take right, possession. Exactly. And it makes the, yeah. the seller responsible. And there's another clause that I often put in to... Um, 
is the word assuage? What does that mean? Anyway, Uh, another clause I sometimes put in if someone, a buyer is coming to me and saying, you know, I want home inspection, home inspection. I I add a clause that no um, changes or renovations have been that require board approval have been done without board approval. Because sometimes I think the buyer is asking that if some things have been done. Right. Um, So if you put that like if you put that in and the representation and warranty, like there's there's really no reason people to do home inspection. There's no risk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so those are the really the major ones, I think. We mm-hmm. have, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, odd, odd little conditions that come up here and there. Um, but, you know, you just have to look at those. Like I had one recently with an estate sale, multiple offers, and the um, condition was for the seller. The seller's lawyer had to review the offer because it was an estate sale for 24 hours. So little things like that come up, and they're a little bit odd. So never anything to be alarmed about you just need to talk through your uh your realtor with your realtor about it to make sure that you know everything looks okay um and at the end of the day you can always have your you know lawyer review any documents that you're going to prepare before you put it in into the actual offer yeah no that's well you can if you want to spend the money (laughs) feel free yeah and Um, so there's uh those are i think the two we really or the three we see all the time are status home inspection and finance if you get further afield from toronto there are some you know local ones that are more common that we just don't see here pools that's a big one exactly oh Um, that's true yeah. yeah So now we bring all this up really because the hot fall market is, you know, bearing down on us really. We've got a couple of weeks and it's going to be here. And so we want everybody to get prepared for what that means in terms of offering and conditions and multiple offers and what that looks like. Um, and I, I would pretty much bet my life that it's going to be a frenzy in a couple of weeks. I, I can just so. sort of feel it. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that if you are somebody who's planning on making an offer upcoming, you want to make sure you understand what this means to get prepared in advance. Agreed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, I think that probably sums that mm-hmm. up. So if anybody has any questions about that or anything, you know, you can just reach out anytime. We're always happy to answer your questions. And hopefully you've subscribed to our podcast, which is weekly, as you may know. Um, And also, we always appreciate it if you like us on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and follow our content there and ask any questions you like through those channels as well. So until next time, I wish you happy real estate. Happy real estate, everyone. Bye. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team. But more importantly, we hope you feel better informed and enthusiastic about your real estate future. We know buying and selling can be stressful, so let us help. If you're looking for hands-on support in the greater Toronto area, the Janelle Cameron team from Remax Hallmark Realty is ready to assist. Visit JanelleCameron.com. That's J-E-N-E-L-L-E Cameron.com or dial 416-486-5588. Join us again next week as we deliver more content to help you reach your real estate dreams.